0: if you want to lose weight you have to be in a caloric deficit you have to be in a caloric deficit okay now how many times have you heard this uh, statement lately i guess a lot everyone is so obsessed talking about caloric deficit all the media every fitness influencer but what is exactly caloric deficit hello everyone and welcome to another episode of fitness mindset podcast in this episode I'm going to help you understand what is a caloric deficit and what issues this uh, mindset potentially has. Let's start saying by, um, let's take things from the beginning, actually. So what is calories? Calories are not in food. Like food doesn't have calories. It's just a unit of measurement that we created humans, is humanly made, created, unit of measurement, as we say grams, as we say a kilometer, as we say inches. We just use it to measure the amount of energy that is in that food. So, your body, in order to function, has um, a basic metabolic rate. And that is based on your brain function, your heart function, your lungs, and then Depending on your lifestyle, if you have an active lifestyle, if you physically exercise yourself, or if you have a more sedentary lifestyle, then the amount of calories that you need per day may vary. So let's, for, for the sake of this episode, let's say that um, the average person has a 2,000 um, calories as a maintenance. These calories, if you consume 2,000 calories from your food, You won't gain and you won't lose weight, or at least theoretically, because there are some other factors that I'm going to talk to you about later on this episode. So, caloric deficit is eating anything below this number. Slightly caloric deficit might be eating 100 or 200 less calories than that, aka um, 1,800 calories in total. A more aggressive method in losing weight or in caloric deficit might be 500 calories. Anything below 500, personally, I don't believe it's healthy at all. And it's a huge restriction. And I don't think it's also sustainable because your hunger will be up on the roof. You know, (laughs) it will be really difficult to sustain eating that less amount of calories. While taking all the right nutrients and without being extremely hungry. So, that pretty much is what it is a caloric deficit. Now, how can you find your caloric deficit? Um, I would suggest you just to use a free calorie calculator on Google. Just Google it um, calorie calculator, and it will ask you for factors as your age, your height your um, body weight, and your activity levels. It will give you an approximate um, estimate amount of the calories that you need to maintain your weight. And then it also has an option to choose how much weight you want to lose, and it will give you a deficit amount, which I'm, it's not so reliable, so I wouldn't suggest you to blindfold believe in that. Now, although this method will give you estimate amount of your calories there are some other potential factors that it cannot count like your metabolism how well did you metabolize foods your hormonal levels and your lean body mass generally speaking if you're someone with higher lean body mass then this affects your basic metabolic uh, rate which means that you burn more calories just to sustain this body mass, you require more calories just because you breathe and you move. But anyway, um, that's not relevant to this topic. Now what I want to talk to you about is what's the issues with a caloric deficit mindset? And don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to demonize the caloric deficit. Um, I believe that caloric deficit is a very um, good way to start, especially if you're a beginner. And, or if you're more advanced, this is a nice indicator to know uh, what you need to do to gain more muscle or to lose some excessive body fat. And um, yeah, the bright side of it is like if we analyze the human body, it's um, a very smart, let's say, animal. <laughs> and um, what is happening is when you eat more than you need, you just basically store it as a fat for later your defense mechanism just uh, identify that as oh i can store this energy that i don't need right now because later on i might get hungry or i might not i might spend a few days without food because that's what used to happen in our primal days but obviously nowadays this is not likely possible, like food is so easily accessible anywhere in the world, almost, then we've just been kind of trapped in this um, evolution game. And that's another reason why sometimes we eat excessive amount of food because our monkey brain kicks in and it's like, oh, food, I have to eat everything because I don't know where I'm going to find, when or where I'm going to find food again. But anyway... (laughs) That's I know it sounds like um, weird, but it's true. Now, on the other hand, is it possible for us to fully function in um, a calorie deficit? In short, the answer is arguably yes, because as long as you take the micronutrients and the macros that you need per day, you don't need to eat uh, more calories. Probably, I would say, in 100 less or more around your maintenance is maybe the sweet spot on the daily calories that should, you should consume. And also, um, it's not don't, don't have this mindset of I have to eat every single day in a calorie deficit or every single day in my maintenance or surplus because the weekly amount of calories is more important. Like, you can have two days in surplus while you want to lose weight, let's say Monday and Tuesday, if your maintenance is 2000, you consumed 2200 calories. That's completely okay because you have like five more days to be in a slightly deficit to even up the score. Or you can do one day 24 hour fasting and this totally evens up the score. It actually gets you in a more deficit than if you consumed every single day like 100 and less calories. So you see the bigger picture here that it's not just about what you eat in a day or it's just, just about what you eat um, now that will affect your deficit. Let's go to some to the issues with caloric deficit though because that's I think is the most important thing in this uh, in this episode. What most of the times happens, with people approaching this mindset is that they focus so much on the quantity and uh, not on the quality of the foods. And okay, yeah, the initial influence for you to lose weight might be your appearance. Some, yeah, for some people and it's... I accept that, it's completely okay. But let's not distract us from the actual factor there, that is the, the health. That's more important than your appearance is your health. And although if you stay in a caloric deficit, theoretically, yeah, you will lose weight, even if you consume like a pizza and a Snickers per day, that won't make you healthy. You will have more issues in the long run. And I don't think that anyone would like to just lose weight and become unhealthy on the process. The same thing happens with a uh, highly restrictive diets. And that's why I'm so against them. Because if you deplete your body from nutrients because you want to be in a high caloric deficit, yeah, it might work and you might have like some rapid results of losing weight. But that's not that's not healthy. That's not good for you. It's better to lose weight um, slowly but becoming healthier in the process, rather than just instantly losing weight with the wrong method that will compromise your health. Because your health is something long-term. Losing weight is a short-term goal, or gaining weight is a short-term goal. You do that, it will happen in a few months, in a couple of years. But when we talk about health, that's something for your whole life. Now, another underlying issue with the caloric deficit approach is that it's completely um, ignores factors as your metabolism and your hormones, as I said earlier. Just because a food is isocaloric doesn't mean that it is isometabolic. So, yeah, a Snickers bar and uh, a few fruits may have equal amount of calories. But the nutrient profile and how these foods affect your body in the overall health, like in your hormonal health, in your mood, in your mental health, in your performance, in your energy levels, is completely different. And just by focusing on the amount of calories that you just get from a food, you're just becoming a number. You're not human anymore, you're just a number. Which, in my perspective and in my belief, it's completely wrong. So... As I said earlier, it's not that I'm demonizing the caloric deficit. It's just we need to understand that caloric deficit is just a tool. It's just the the tip of the iceberg, not the whole uh, mountain underneath. You know, we need to take in consideration other factors as well as the nutrient profile of the foods, as what micronutrients are in these foods. Because what happens is, yeah, you are in caloric deficit and you might hit your protein goals, but... Not every protein is the same. Not every protein source has the same bioavailability by your body. And most important, if you just consume your macros, carbs, fats, and protein, without having micronutrients like minerals, enzymes, vitamins, your body can't actually use these macros. To give you a very easy example to understand is like macros are the bricks. And micros are the builders. So you just fool your body with bricks, but you don't have enough builders to start building the, this empire, this this building, the structure, the sculpting your body, you know? You lack in builders. And then what most people do is just bunching the um, multivitamin supplements and all that. Which it's, it's kinda Arguably okay, but there are numerous studies proving that they're not the same as the micronutrients that you get from foods. So supplements should be there to just supplement your diet, supplement a good diet, not just rely on them. And back to what we said about the hormones. So if you're still being a calorie deficit, theoretically, you can do that with eating kind of shit like balanced diet, between 20% whole foods and 80% dirty. And you can still be in a caloric deficit. It, it is theoretically, again, um, possible. But in practicality, uh, it's kind of not. Because, because um, calorie deficit and this number approach theory is a, a great tool and would fit perfectly in uh, mechanical engineering. But in this case, we're talking about biology. And biology is a little bit more complicated than that. So let's examine a case. Like you eat shitty, but you are in calorie deficit. Let's neglect the health factor and just talk specifically about the factor of calorie deficit. And how how sustainable can that be? Well... You neglect some very important factors as satiety. You will still feel hungry because your body will not get any good nutrients and also all these high refined carbs that you eat from this junk food. They won't do a shit. They will be digested very quickly from your body and it will still, you will still be hungry. So hunger, this will affect the progress. And that's likely that you consume more food later or more junk food later, <laughs> and that becomes, you know, a, a domino effect. More junk food that is not going to feel, make you full, that will lead you to more junk food. The next factor is, as I said before, hormones. So, if you if your hormonal levels are low, just because you do not consume the right nutrients that your body needs, this will affect your mood, this will affect your energy, And that will make you less disciplined to stay in the diet. It's less likely to stay on the right track if you have low energy levels, if you don't feel good with yourself, if your dopamine levels are low. There are very important factors as well in the weight loss journey or in your body goal journey, generally. And don't forget about the metabolism. Like, yeah, okay, you... Are in deficit, but have you actually making your metabolism better? Because I know a lot of people reporting um, that they've tried caloric deficit approach and didn't kind of work for them. Well, probably they didn't calculate something right, but there are some exceptional cases that their metabolism is so shit that even in a slightly deficit won't do anything for them. Simply because their body is like has no idea how to burn the fat. And what will triggers in their metabolism if they deplete from the easy energy source, the carbs, will be like, oh, I'm hungry, I'm dying, give me carbs. And this is a process that will take them a little longer. But if in their deficit, they're still feeding shit their body, it will never become fat adapted. And that's another factor But not for this episode, the fat adaptation. What is fat adaptation? How do we use it? How can our body become more fat adapted? Intermittent fasting is a great way. But anyhow, these are some very... Without getting deeper into any of these, this is some very profound and easy ways to understand why we should not just focus on the quantity but also in the quality and i'm never i've never said like eat 100% clean which obviously is like the the perfect the perfect case but we are humans and there some junk foods are they taste nice you know and they are all around us it's kind of hard or Uh, inevitable to just avoid them forever some people can and okay but the point is that you it's not that you should eliminate everything if you feel like that's impossible for you just find your balance and to find your balance I would suggest you to always start your day with the good nutrients, with the right nutrients. Food's high in protein, high in micros, and high in good fat. And then you can save up for later on in the day to have your snack or anything that you want to enjoy and you still can't get rid of your diet. And eventually, most people, when they get into this path, they, it's, it's, it's becoming easier for them To adapt in a more healthy lifestyle habit, like what I see a lot in my clients is like I'm telling them go eat some junk, go have your snack, and they're like no I don't I don't need it anymore I'm not hungry, and that's really impressive from my eyes seeing people that a couple months later uh, sorry a couple months before we start and all this coaching to be uh, obsessed with eating junk foods and eating shitty, now I'm trying to push them to eat that because I want them to have a balance in their life. And they're like, no, I don't need it. I don't want it. But this change, you need to understand that it doesn't happen in a day or in a week. It requires small steps and slowly it happens. But let's start by saying, tune your body and your mind into the right direction. Have the right mindset And the right approach of the food like don't be obsessed with only the quantity and start focusing on the quality it's good to know how many calories you eat especially if you have a body goal but for me it's more important to start fixing your health eating right and obviously if you start changing your eating habits losing weight eventually will come and especially if you start paying attention in the in the quantity of the food that you ate because sometimes that's another thing that some people do that they start eating healthier, but they eat huge amounts of food. Anyway, that was it for today's episode. I hope this episode clears some things out and helped you in this journey of your. Nutrition, becoming healthier or losing weight. Whatever your goal is. Share this episode with a friend who might need to hear this as well. Thank you for being with me. Don't hesitate to contact me on my socials. It's is MaximusGeorge underscore my Instagram. You can send me any questions you might have after this episode or after any episode. Or any episode recommendations. If you want to recommend something, make your voice heard. Also, don't forget to tag me if you post my podcast in your stories. I would love to see that. Thank you so much for being here with me and listening. And as a closing, I would like to say, be inspired and inspire others to make a positive impact in this world.